Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast episode 77 where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward and just I think we're, we're just to apologize for um, episode 76 where it was just this kind of negative verbal dump and I think it was just this combination or kind of culmination of I think just a few weeks of not um, having all my thoughts kind of process in, in some particular way. And uh, like I should have probably journaled or, or probably used a diary or something to get those thoughts down. But I think I've just been caught up in a few different things and, um, and yeah. And so when I decided to podcast, like all of this kind of negativity just kind of poured out and, um, and, and yeah, like, I would, and like, if you'd listen to that, like, um, sorry, <laughs> I suppose. And, um, yeah, looking back now, it was just kind of embarrassing to have posted that, but I I think there is, um, yeah, some sort of value to it. It's just this kind of honest reflection of how difficult, um, I'm kind of, yeah, finding life and in terms of like kind of coping and and things like that. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll kind of put that aside and, and, and leave that there. And so the first thing, uh, all of this podcast is going to be about kind of engaging with your authentic self. And, and so it's something that I've been reading recently in a, in a few books. Um, first one is how to do the work by Nicole LaPera, um, and women don't owe you pretty by Florence given and also happy sex with you millionaire by Stephen Bartlett. Um, and, and so it is, um, just this fascinating thing in, in terms of, I don't know, like society, society's direction and, and what's happening amongst different kind of populations where, um, I think, you know, there is a bit of like barrier or there's a lot of things holding us back from, you know, discovering who we are and, um, allowing ourselves to, you know, express who we are freely and, and not to be influenced by different boundaries and different, um, things of life, societal expectations that kind of really, I don't know, force us to be, you know, be people that we're, we're really not. And, and that kind of facade that we have just kind of really makes life difficult to, I think, yeah, be yourself and, I think it just makes things hard to be able to address, um, the the core issues, address past trauma, address, um, I think our loneliness problem. Um, and it, it, I think it just causes a lot of issues and, and like we see this kind kind of continuous cycle of, um, of just kind of, you know, depression and anxiety and, and stress and this kind of like inner frustration of like, this should be more, this should be more, or, um, this just kind of frustration, frustration that we can't get to the answer as, as easily as we probably should. And, um, and you know, it is, it is quite difficult and, and it's something that I've been, you know, wrestling with as well. Um, and, and yeah, like there's so much to kind of explore and talk about, you know, after reading those books and, um, I guess, you know, to, to start off, you know, the whole thing about, you know, belonging and, and fitting in is such, such an important thing, like such an important human thing to kind of 
deconstruct and, and to understand and to really work hard to grasp the meaning of and the importance of it. Um, I think because it was something to be studied like in an academic manner, you don't really consider it or, or think about it too much in, in terms of application towards your own life. And, and so, yeah, like I really didn't connect with, you know, belonging, what that actually meant. And I kind of forced myself to, you know, I'd never really figured out that out for myself and, you know, the difference between belonging and kind of, um, you know, knowing who you are and being free to express that and feeling safe and secure to, you know, in an environment where you feel safe and secure to, to be that. And that's the kind of the source of, um, like genuine community. Like, um, there's that kind of true belonging and then there's fitting in where you, you feel like you have to change who you are or change the way you speak or the way you behave to fit into a particular group to try and emulate or kind of simulate this feeling of belonging. And, um, I think that was what I was doing all throughout life. Just, um, you know, saying different things or kind of behaving differently to try and, I don't know, fit in with some sort of like friend group and or kind of social group. And, um, it just wasn't, um, who I am. And I just found myself kind of like really not enjoying myself or kind of holding back on, um, different things that I wanted to say and, and things like that. And, and so part of that is, you know, un- understanding who you are and knowing how to live your life and live your truth. Um, and so, you know, reading the book about, book, um, you know, women don't owe you pretty is, is really kind of eye opening. Cause I think it's not something that I've really kind of thought about as deeply because it's like, I live a different life. Um, and I think reading the book has really kind of helped me develop a better sense of kind of sympathy and, um, for, you know, the LGBTQI kind of community, because it's kind of like, you know, like for me and, you know, my own story, it's kind of like, I, you know, I put my own bars and doubts and, um, you know, negativity and kind of prisons, um, in terms of, you know, figuring out who I am and being able to express that and things like that. And so that's something that I can kind of control and, and work with. But when it comes to, you know, society and, you know, people who are trans and bi and, um, you know, intersex and and queer and things like that, like they have something external to them, like society and, um, you know, the general population that, um, has this kind of harsh sense of judgment and, um, and, you know, this kind of shame and guilt that they want to pour on, uh, this community for, trying to express, um, who they are and things like that. And so like that, it's no wonder why there's so much kind of, you know, depression and and suicide and stress and anxiety amongst those groups. Cause it's kind of like, they can't like, they, you know, they want to know who they are and they want to express themselves. But when it's like frowned upon by society, the people around them, their friends, the people that are closest to them, their family and, and whatnot, it's, it's such a, a frustrating position. It's such a, like everyone has this need to be loved and to, to love and to be loved and to be seen and, and heard like all these kind of 
basic fundamental human rights are just being violated. Um, and so it really, yeah, like I think reading that book has really helped um, with kind of grasping, I think, the the pain um, that they're going through. Like I'll never really kind of understand that um, fully um, to be able to fully empathize um, to a, you know, an extraordinary extent. Um, but I think I do, you know, grasp a bit more um, clearly about kind of the emotional toll that that, that would take. Um, and, and so it is difficult. And, and I think, you know, there's, yeah, like there is going to be two sides to the coin and, and it's difficult. And, you know, the, the arguments and the debates and the discussions right now about, you know, biology and, and things like that. And, um, you know, it, um, I think I'll talk about that later, but I think, and then I think just, um, knowing how important knowing yourself, you know, knowing thyself is, um, in terms of healing and growing up and, and things like that. It's, you know, it's such an important concept. It's like, you know, it's such a basic concept for, for you to have. Like we, we so freely afford those opportunities and those kind of, um, those principles to, you know, to everyone. Um, but, but really it's to those who are, you know, who fit within this kind of societally acceptable bracket. Um, and so people who, you know, are ostracized, I, I suppose, um, just aren't afforded that same opportunity to explore who they are and to, you know, to be able to have that healing that everyone's going to looking for and to, to be seen and, and heard. And, and so, you know, and yeah, so there's that. And, you know, you know, when you go about life, you need to find people that support you. You need people that, um, are willing to encourage you and to be there to walk beside you and, and things like that. But I think when you're in your journey to try and explore yourself and, you have your friends and people you trust the most, like, you know, abandon you. Um, like, and like I can emphasize to some extent of, you know, friends leaving you because of something you've done. But I think when it is this issue of this is who I am and people leave, um, I'm, yeah, I can only imagine how devastating that is kind of internally, emotionally, socially, and mentally, um, as well. And I'm sure this physical pain as well. Um, and I think, you know, when there is opposition to when you set your boundaries, um, you know, we know that setting boundaries is, is a really important thing to, you know, take care of your health and, um, you know, take care of your mental health and you can't say yes to everything. You can't people please. And you want to do things that serve, serve you in, in, and you're not always serving other people. Although that is a noble thing. Um, you don't want to just constantly be serving people. You need time for yourself. And, and one of the boundaries for, I guess, um, you know, that LGBTQI community is kind of the whole thing about like pronouns at the moment and, and the things about preferred pronouns and, and, um, correct pronouns and, and whatnot. And like, that is a way for them to, you know, to show some sort of like respect and something to, you know, 
I think respect their their decisions and 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 whatnot. Um, that you know has that re because it because it matches up to their identity and how they feel, and so you know looking for that respect to you know feel a bit of self worth and, and and value. Um, and when it's just constantly being shut down, it, uh, I think it's just this really difficult, um, thing. Um, and like, you know, to be balanced and to look on the other side of the coin, the thing about biology and things like that. And when it comes to sports and athletics, it's where it's just coming into a bit of a wrestle. Um, especially, you know, the, um, you, the men who transition into women who are just like, you know, um, you know, because of the time spent with extra testosterone and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, those, you know, trans women are just dominating the sports quite easily. Um, whether it's like sprinting and wrestling and weightlifting, like there, I think it just really does a disservice to, you know, biologically, you know, cis women and, and whatnot. And so like, <laughs> there, there needs to be even kind of further thinking about that or, and whether we need to just start a new new kind of field of you know trans women and trans men and start setting records and and kind of competing within within that um and i know that that is um that's difficult to to say because you know trans women want to say that they're fully women and um like it is yeah, it is a difficult conversation, but I think when we come, you know, if, you know, we want to use, you know, the science and the facts to kind of help us make these different decisions. And even in chemistry and the different molecules, like, um, you know, the, the cis and trans molecules, it's kind of like inverted, but it's not quite the same. Um, like it's got all the same molecules and everything there, like appears the same. Yes. Um, but it's just not exactly 100% the same. Like it's not a clone of it. Um, so if you just imagine like your left and right hand, like yes, your right, your left and right hand both have you know, five fingers and joints and palms and all the nerves and, and vessels and, and whatnot. But I think if you try to overlap them and try to kind of match them, um, thing, you know, finger for finger, like it's just not gonna be the same. Like, you know, if you turn your hand you know, over each other, you know, your thumbs are at opposite ends. And, um, you know, if you put them on top of each other, palms together, like, you know, the, you know, your palm is lined up with the kind of back of the hand. Um, and so, yeah, like it is, um, a difficult thing to kind of navigate because they want to feel like, you know, hundred percent like women and, and things like that. But, um, I think it's, I don't know, it will be interesting to see where it goes because I think one of the states in the US has just kind of banned trans athletes from competing in the, um, in the kind of gender, um, in the men's or, or women's or whichever they um, identify with um, because of just the quote unquote unfair advantages and, and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, that is a, um, difficult thing to navigate, but I think it has helped me kind of understand a bit more of the pain and outrage that the the feeling, and and so um, you know any, any progress is good progress, um, I suppose. And so another thing that 
has been interesting upon my readings. Um, I think the whole thing about internal and external locus of control, um, you know, this flows into stoicism and then things like that. And just think about your thoughts and actions. But I think when it comes to, um, like an interesting point that Florence given, um, talks about is just the whole thing about, you know, a woman's kind of like physical appearance and the different choices that, that she makes. And a lot of those decisions are, you know, you have to, you know, she kind of questions whether it is kind of a thing of, um, wanting to please other people or to conform, conform to societal expectations of, of beauty and, you know, what's attractive and what's like, you know, attracted to men and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, those things like, you know, sh shaping up your eyebrows and shaving your armpits, shaving your legs and doing makeup and, you know, in a certain way. And, and so that in itself is a very, if that is the case, like that in itself is a very external thing. So all the control is lent to something external and, 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 you know, this kind of societal, value of, of beauty is constantly changing because um i know for guys like you know the man button used to be something so like frowned upon and you know there'd just be threats of people cutting it off and you know after quarantine like now it's kind of a thing and um more acceptable and and i know because i i you know i grew one out and and people were yeah okay with it which is um kind of fantastic but um you know the thing with mullets as well like that was the thing of what like the 70s and then now it's back um and like i haven't paid much attention to kind of the female trends but i'm sure there have been things that have been recycled and oh like the thing with like white sneakers and anyway <laughs> i'm not too sure um and and so yeah because and I think it leads a lot of kind of like body image issues and, and frustration because it's kind of like, you know, you're never going to be enough. You're never going to, you know, feel satisfactory in, in how you look because if it's always tied to something, um, something else, like it just leads to frustration and, and feeling like you're not good enough. And, um, you know, tangentially, like I, I'm, I know how frustrating that is to, you know, have your value and worth kind of dictated by something else or someone else. And, and, and yeah, like it's not, um, it's not a fantastic feeling. And, and, you know, especially if you lose that person, um, no, like in regards to the relationship, if you lose that person, it's just kind of like, okay, you need to figure out, you know, all your losses, like in addition to your, you know, your value and worth that you place in that person. But now they're gone, like, where does your value and worth go? Um, and, and so, so yeah, like that, that's a really good thing that I think, and I have a kind of deeper appreciation for about, you know, the struggle for females at the moment. Um, and, but yeah, like maybe it is the case that people are fine pleasing other people. Um, and, you know, they're fine, you know, not taking too much ownership of, of their worth and, and value and having it dictated by something else. And, and, and sure, like that's fine as well. Like that's their, their choice and that that's their freedom to, to do so. Um, you know, but we know that, um, you know, when you have this, when you have full external locus of control, like it, it just, um, 
it's just depressing <laughs> because you don't have any choice in to make a difference. Um, you know, if you step one step out of line, like, I don't know, it, it's just doesn't sit well. It, it's just frustrating. And, um, and, you know, when it comes to like research done about depression and, and things like that, I think people who are in jobs where they don't have autonomy and they don't have much control or internal locus control, like it, it actually contributes quite strongly uh, to developing depression. And so there is this need for, you know, some sort of control and allies, but we know that we'll never get a hundred percent of, um, you know, control over the things that happen in life. And, um, that's just the way things are because there's 7 billion of us and, and, and things happen. Um, but you know, if we can maintain some sort of, you know, control. It is something that kind of makes us feel safe and, and a bit more secure in, in the kind of uncertainty of the world. And like, if your whole life's just full of uncertainty, it, it is a really difficult place to, to kind of be in. And so, and so, yeah, when you kind of just kind of, you know, think about areas in your life where you have control and where you don't control, um, you know, for the things that you do control, you know, if you want to lean into stoicism where it's just your thoughts and actions, um, maybe a little bit of emotions as well, like, you know, know what they are, um, and, you know, try to, you know, have your values and have those thoughts and actions and emotions kind of align with them. Um, and so that you can live in kind of a, yeah, live authentically and genuine to, to you. And, um, and so it's not, yeah, so you're not having to like pretend to be anyone else and, um, and things like that. Yeah. So that's been a really fascinating point and, and something to, to think about, um, as, as well, like, you know, yeah, I know the whole pressure of appearance isn't like, um, a massive thing for me because I'm just wearing active wear wherever I go. Um, like it's a, it's a very basic thing. Um, and, <laughs> but I think, yeah, just learn to embrace it and, and not want to, yeah, I think change too much because it's, it's, you know, something cool or, um, I think, cause I know what it felt like to give things over to someone else. And, um, yeah, you just lose sight of yourself and, and who you are. And, and that's such an important thing to, to work out like first and foremost. Um, but you know, if you don't, <laughs> yeah, if you don't know yourself, I think being a relationship just kind of compounds the problem. Um, and so, yeah, good talk. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think reading like how to do the work by Nicole Lepera, like, I think it, like, it's, it's such a wonderful book. It's an amazing book to kind of, um, I think put into words what we all are feeling, but can't really express. Like it's one of those books, um, about this kind of frustration of not like we're putting in effort, but we don't know exactly what we're doing. And so, you know, we try to quote unquote, get better or improve ourselves or, you know, grow up and, and things like that. But, um, you know, we try different things and I think it just doesn't hit the mark and it doesn't make those changes and we revert back to different like 
our old ways or we kind of fail to change and we kind of feel defeated and we don't, um, you know, we really don't get anywhere or, you know, when we want to change our behavior and we just kind of, yeah, we don't know why, but like, we know that, you know, going to the gym regularly is good for us, but you know, there's so many things that kind of prevent us from, from doing it and we're not kind of conscious of them. Um, and, and yeah, and you know, some, maybe there's a bit of pain and trauma from the way you've been brought up that kind of gets carried into your relationships and you don't know why you're, um, you know, where you're constantly insecure and like, you know, that you're a good person and you know, they're not going to, your partner's going to not going to leave you for someone else and, and things like that. But I think there's something that, you know, there's this kind of wound from, from childhood and the way you were brought up and, um, that, that made you feel insecure in future relationships. And so, um, I think it like reading the book has just helped to kind of bring bring a bit of clarity into that of like, Hey, this is, um, you know, what it could be. And I think this is something to consider because, you know, your parents, you know, haven't had the time or process to, um, address all, all the issues and the way that they were parented and to figure out, you know, um, how to heal properly. And so they bring that kind of like, you know, trauma and in- insecurities into how they raised you. And so like with that, there's going to be ways that, um, have quote unquote, like undam like quote unquote, have damaged you in the way that they've raised you up and like, it's no fault of their own. Like they, they are doing the best that they can with what they know and the resources they have. And so, um, it is, yeah, you, like you can't fault them. Like you probably do the same thing as well. Um, but I think there's this whole notion of, um, I think, um, reawakening, awakening. Ah, that's probably not the right word, but I think this whole, the whole notion of, you know, there's this inner child that, um, has all these needs that need to be met. Um, like as a child, like you are in this position that you're, you're just full of needs, um, that only other people can, um, can meet, um, because you, you know, you can't work it as a child, you can't work a job and, you know, provide for yourself. Um, and so, you know, there are so many needs like love and security and, uh, to be careful, to be seen, to be heard and, and all these things. And when those things are missing, it's just kind of a bit of a wound that kind of keeps <laughs> a child there. Um, and so when they're not addressed and we're not allowed to heal, like, you know, you go about life, um, you know, out there in the world and, you know, something goes wrong and then, you know, it just kind of pains in a child and they, it kind of, you know, very childish things come out. Um, like I was just playing a touch footy grand final, um, not that long ago. And I think there's just this middle-aged man who, you know, like he gets like, like it's not even a harsh call against him. And he just yells and throws a tantrum and, and probably spends about five minutes of the game with, you know, with focus on him, just yelling and abusing the refs and the refs don't do anything and just kind of let him yell. And, um, and just like you know, starting the fight with, with our team and, and things like that. And just throwing this huge tantrum over the, kind of the smallest thing. And, um, I think there's just, you know, oh, look at that. It's just kind of like, wow, there's, you know, there's a lot that, yeah, there's a lot of hurt that hasn't been processed with him. And, 
um, just kind of let it slide. But I think we were losing at the time. So like I got frustrated too. I was just like, like hurry up, just play them all. Like let, let's keep playing because they can't stop the clock. <laughs> um, anyway, but like we lost that grand final anyways. And yeah, so just kind of lets his behavior continue. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and so yeah like when we don't address that kind of in child and and work through the trauma things like that it, it, it's almost as if like you know you're gonna stay you're, you're always gonna kind of resort back to the inner child and 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 kind of act like a child would um in responding to to different things and and you know and with that comes the whole like you know and dropping like it comes with the whole like dropping the facade being genuine and, and honest and um you know with your struggles and and you know that's why you need people around you that's why you need community we are you know we're tribalistic by nature and um you know when we you know even when we do join a community and and everyone's got that facade of everything's okay and like i don't want to throw church under the bus but <laughs> i'm going to um <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Um, yeah, but anyway, in, in terms of just being like genuine and honest and um, and vulnerable, like you need to be in an environment where you feel safe to do those things or to express those things because, um, you know, when you don't feel safe, you know, you're going to be all locked up and your sympathetic nervous system is going to be firing and you're going to feel like you're in danger and they, you know, your brain wants to protect you from danger. And so you're going to seize up and, and not want to share anything. Um, and, and, you know, and so like one of the things with church and like, I have a few friends that have left church, like used to go to church, like their whole lives. And, um, and then they decided to leave because they just realized that everyone's just so fake. And so, um, and just got facades on and just kind of like, pretend everything's okay and just put on this front of like, Hey, life's great. School's great. And you know, we have a few arguments here and there, but like nothing, nothing too, too big and everything's fine. Um, and it's all, it's just kind of like people are just obnoxiously happy and, and like, it's just not a reflection of reality. And, and I think just the people who kind of experience that are just kind of like, ah, like <laughs> that's tiring. Um, and, and, I think just a bit kind of like, well, like it, it just makes you feel out of place or it feels like you're doing something wrong or you just, I don't know. It just feels weird that you're having particular struggles that you can't shake off and you're having particular adversity that you can't really quite get over or you're going through and really having a hard time. Like it, it makes you feel out of place. Um, even though you know in your head that everyone's struggling, everyone has their demons and everyone has mistakes and guilt and shames that they're living under. And, and yet they want to put up this facade and, and pretend that everything's okay. And, and so, you know, and so that makes you feel lonely, even within that community that, you know, you're doing it wrong somehow. Um, and so, you know, people people leave and, and it's kind of the part of the reason why I kind of left or had a bit of a hiatus away from, <laughs> away from church and, um, and just found, you know, a greater sense of community and, you know, true belonging amongst other people who are more genuine about 
their struggles and and you know, difficulties in life um and and like it's such a problem because it's like you know churches are meant to be so like opening and so open and welcoming to to anybody across the whole world um but yeah, i think <laughs> you know when everyone has facades i think it does more damage to to that brand um i suppose and but i think that's just my experience on it i'm sure whoever's listening to, listening to this like whether you're at church or whatnot or maybe you, you've had this kind of pleasant experience you know christmas or easter or maybe you attend regularly um i think it yeah i think this is just my experience and and what i've noticed and what i've seen um and so so yeah it could be totally different for you but i think it's just something that i've seen um going to the church that i've, I've been to and talking to a few yeah, people in my inner circle um and whatnot and and so these have been really kind of like timely things to to think through because it's it's such a big question that i'm um working out for myself of who am i what is my authentic self what do i enjoy what do i like and um and stuff about career and what where i want to kind of work in and you know i'll see different people to try and suss that out and to help me work that out uh, for myself and and so the thing is i think reading happy sex and millionaire is hate <laughs> it's so cringy just me saying the word sexy but anyway um i think one of the things he talks about is just i think with society we like to like fit everyone into like boxes and, and labels and 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 things like that and um making things so binary and, and so the thing with gender is you know like society wants to fit you into like this kind of binary like male and female but i think with people kind of expressing how they feel and wanting yeah you realize it, it is it's become a bit of a spectrum um and and so yeah so i don't want to be just kind of nailed down as whatever like an ep even though i'm going to quit that <laughs> this year and um or or whatever or just be labeled as an asian or to be labeled as whatever um someone who went to unsw and <laughs> things like that um and yeah i think the whole question to figure out what that is and it, it's going to be interesting because it's kind of like yes i can ask people for help and advice but i think it, it needs to be me that works it out for myself um because it's this there's this kind of like endless opportunity or endless kind of options um of routes and and paths that i can take and 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 yeah like it'll be a fascinating thing to kind of see where this goes and and obviously i don't know kind of referring back to the past podcast i think it was it's easy for me to feel kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing and 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 how you know there's there's so much that could happen and there's so much going against me and like maybe i'll just end up doing nothing and having my life you know cut short by by something stupid and um <laughs> and yeah like that could that could be a possibility as well but i think the whole thing about kind of being more positive is kind of like having you know giving yourself you know, this hope and, and of a future um and one that will make some sort of impact and one that will have a contribution to the world and you know, to the people around me and my community and and whatnot but 
I think um, it'll, it'll be an interesting thing. Like, I think, I think we can only kind of appreciate it kind of looking back on it. So in time, I think it was, it was Steve Jobs and a commencement speech that said like, you, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. Um, and to, to see how all your different decisions made sense to lead to where you are. And so it, it just kind of like, yeah, you just have to go about life in this, um, anticipation or kind of like with some consideration of, you know, loosely of where you want to go and, and try to aim at it and, um, and try to go all out and make decisions that are aligned with that, with those values and the person that you want to be. And, um, I think it's a, it's a principle outlined in beyond order by John Peterson and also in, you know, Stephen Bartlett's book as well. Um, and so it'll be, it'll be fascinating. And like, I know this is such a big turn from the last podcast. Um, but yeah, like I think just maintaining that hope of that future and, and, you know, like broadly defining it, um, so that, you know, so you know kind of where to aim and, and, you know, you can go all in on that. Um, and so, yeah. And, and the other things that I've been like working through, you know, losing the facade, like hopefully through this podcast of, you know, being open and, (laughs) you know, having those honest conversations and, um, like, I know I need to like address, (laughs) address the wounds that, you know, I've had through our childhood and, and recent mistakes and, uh, and things like that. Um, and to, you know, let my inner child grow up and have his needs met. And, uh, for me to like sidestep different labels, even though I don't think I've been labeled anything really, but I think, yeah, I think it's just like me and me in my own head and, and the things that I tell myself, um, that <laughs> really need to be addressed and really address that, um, negative inner voice that I have um, to, you know, slowly and wrestle that towards a more positive one. Um, and, and definitely, yeah, to listen to the signals that my body's telling me, you know, whether to, to rest or to take it easy or ready to work hard and blah, blah, blah. And all those different ways that your body tells you, um, what it needs. Um, and you know, the whole thing about like depression being a signal, not a disorder, it's a signal telling you that your needs aren't met. Um, and so, you know, in those moments where, I don't know, serotonin's really low or whatnot or whatever, you know, physiological phenomenon happens when, you know, you get that depressed feeling, um, know that that's a signal that something's missing, whether it's, you know, not, not being connected with the community, whether it's not, um, engaging in something purposeful or meaningful and, and not you know, whatever it is, I think being more objective about it so that you can respond rather than react in, in, um, in the face of adversity and all the uncertainty that, that life brings you. And, and yeah, like there's so, I think this is probably just scratching the surface of discovering who my inner self is and authentic self is, um, yeah, like I do still need to work that out and, and figure out how I want to, you know, employ the things that I like and um, I enjoy into some sort of career and job and things that make a kind of meaningful impact or contribution to our community and, and world. And like with that comes just trying different things. And, and this is one of them 
doing podcasts and and the other one is trying to write an ebook that'll you know try and done like get get done by the end of the year um and i'm gonna try start another podcast about kind of like you know, health and research and evidence and, and being human and things like that um and and you know give myself three years for that like that's trying different things and maybe i'll go into like volunteering and and you know maybe go into different jobs so i can fund some hot side hustles buy a better computer buy a better microphone and and camera to um to to hopefully you know produce better sounding podcasts and um and whatnot so i think it is you know, as long as I haven't kind of continuing this mindset and attitude, I think things look pretty hopeful. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it, it goes to show you like the power of changing the story or changing the narrative that you tell yourself that, um, it really changes, um, how, how you feel. Um, and, and so that's been a really important lesson learned through a lot of different self-help books that I've been reading through. And, you know, after you read, read quite a few, I think it just starts to kind of overlap and starts to kind of start saying kind of the same things. Um, and so that's when, you know, you've, you've done your reading, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I'll leave that there cause it's 41 minutes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hope the microphone and, and sound quality is okay. I think it was just a bit buggy when I try to set it up and hopefully it sounds okay. Um, but yeah, if you listen, you're still listening to me this, this far. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, thanks for keeping up with, with this podcast and, um, yeah, keep, keep happy and healthy, stay safe. And we'll, um, we'll see you in the next episode and, uh, bye for now. <laughs>